Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Kings chapter 5. Now Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded, because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you, so that you may cure him of his leprosy. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me. When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a message out to say to him, Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God. He would wave his hands over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpa, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in one of these rivers and be cleansed? So he turned and went away in a rage. Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, If the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? So he went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had told him. And his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. Then Naaman and all of his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant. The prophet answered, As surely as the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will not accept a thing. And even though Naaman urged him, he refused. If you will not, said Naaman, please let me, your servant, be given as much earth as a pair of mules can carry. For your servant will never again make burnt offerings and sacrifices to any other god but the Lord. But maybe the Lord will forgive your servant for this one thing. When my master enters the temple of Rimon to bow down, and he's leaning on my arm, and I have to bow there also, when I bow down in the temple of Rimon, may the Lord forgive your servant for this. Go in peace, Elisha said. After Naaman had traveled some distance, 
Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, My master was too easy on Naaman, the Saramine, by not accepting from him what he brought. As surely as the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi hurried after Naaman. When Naaman saw him running toward him, he got down from the chariot to meet him. Is everything all right? he asked. Everything is all right, Gehazi answered. My master sent me to say, Two young men from the company of the prophets have just come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two sets of clothing. By all means, take two talents, said Naaman. He urged Gehazi to accept them and then tied up the two talents of silver in two bags with two sets of clothing. He gave them to two of his servants, and they carried them ahead of Gehazi. When Gehazi came to the hill, he took the things from the servants and put them away in the house. He sent the men away, and they left. When he went in and stood before his master, Elisha asked him, Where have you been, Gehazi? Your servant didn't go anywhere, Gehazi answered. But Elisha said to him, Was not my spirit with you when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? Is this the time to take money or to accept clothes or olive groves and vineyards or flocks and herds or male and female slaves? Naaman's leprosy will cling to you and to your descendants forever. Then Gehazi went out from Elisha's presence, and his skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. And so this chapter contains a very difficult lesson. And so let me just review it briefly. The armies of Syria, Syria is referred to as Aram in this version. The armies of Syria were captained by a commander named Naaman. And Naaman was a a very effective captain. He was highly regarded. The text says, interestingly, that the Lord, Yahweh, had given him victory everywhere. And so one problem, the man had leprosy. And so the Syrians had captured a young Israeli girl, and she had become the servant of Naaman's wife. And so apparently they got along pretty well. And one day the, the servant Israeli girl said to the mistress, if only my master would see the prophet who's in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Of course, she's referring to Elisha. So Naaman gets this word from his wife, and um, he goes to the king of Syria and says, I want to go see this prophet in Israel. So the king replies, I will send a letter to the king of Israel. And so Naaman leaves with him, taking a bunch of goodies, a lot of silver, a lot of gold, some sets of clothing, and he heads for Israel. Meanwhile, this letter is given to the king of Israel, and it says, With this letter, I am sending my servant Naaman to you, so that you may cure him of his leprosy. Now, friends, the king of Israel had no more power to cure Naaman of his leprosy than does the, the checkout clerk at the grocery store. That is, unless the checkout clerk at the grocery store has the the Spirit of God operating with him or her. And so the king of Israel was terribly threatened by this. He thought that um, uh, the king of Syria was trying to provoke a war. He sent his leading general, who's leprous, and says, um, you know, do me a favor and heal this guy. And so his response, am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? 
he's trying to pick a quarrel with me. And so he's all upset. And somehow word makes its way back to Elisha. And so Elisha sends a message to the king of Israel. He says, have the man come to me and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman and his entourage and all of his goodies make their way to Elisha's house. Now, Elisha, we have to assume it was a humble house. I don't know. There's no picture in the Bible and no description. But Elisha doesn't even come outside to this fierce general of um, all the armies of an opposing nation. He sends a messenger out to him and says, Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River and your flesh will be restored. You will be cleansed. Now, Naaman took this as an insult. He thought that Elisha would come out and jump up and down and shout and wave his arms and do all kinds of things. And at the very least, he'd make a personal appearance. And so Naaman was very upset. And uh, his servants came to him and said, you know, uh, Master, if he had said that you needed to do this mighty quest or some terribly difficult task, you wouldn't have thought anything about that. So why don't you just go dip in the Jordan River and see what happens? So he goes down, dips himself in the Jordan River seven times, just like Elisha had instructed him through his servant, and he was totally healed. The leprosy was gone, and the Bible says his skin became like that of a young boy. Naaman goes back to Elisha's house, tries to give him some of the goodies. Elisha refuses and says, no, I don't want any of your bribery. Give all the credit to God. End of story. Naaman leaves. Meanwhile, Gehazi, Elisha's servant, starts thinking about all this wealth that Naaman was so anxious to give to Elisha. So he makes a little plan. I'm going to run after Naaman and and try to get some goodies. So he goes to Naaman and comes up with this lie about um, two visiting prophets that needed changes of clothes and a little bit of silver. And Naaman gladly accommodates him. In fact, he gives him a little extra. And um, Gehazi takes the stuff, heads back home. Then he hides it. When he encounters Elisha, Elisha says, where have you been, Gehazi? And Gehazi denies going anywhere. But Elisha says something remarkable. He says, was not my spirit with you when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? In other words, somehow Elisha had seen what transpired in the spirit. Some call this astral projection. I do not refer to it as that. But there's an instance like this in the New Testament where Jesus was able to see a certain disciple under a fig tree and describe to him later what he saw in this same type of setup. His spirit was there, but the man, Jesus, was not there. In this case, the man, Elisha, was not there. And yet, he said, his spirit was there observing. Uh, Friends, that's a very unusual thing. But nevertheless, he told um, Gehazi that he had sinned in taking the, the money and the clothes from Naaman. And he said, because you did this, Naaman's leprosy is now going to cling to you and your descendants forever. It's very harsh, but it involved the things of God, and it involved a a man lying in the presence of the Holy Spirit and trying to get financial gain from the work of the Lord. And so, Lord, we pray that our motives would be right and forthright and correct. Lord, that we would not try to, uh, to gain wealth by the things that you do or to take credit for the things that you do. God, help us to be honorable and honest with all men. Lord, we humans are natural-born liars. God, help us to speak truth in every occasion, Lord. Let us continually let truth be found in our mouths. 
and let all glory be given to the living God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.